Slow fade. Polar. Take it easy. What? Polar camel. It's the name of whatever this is. Huh. It's from where so my mom works. It's a frost camel. Yeah. Polar camel. They store ice in their backs. <laughs> but like they're but they're in the Arctic or something. Yeah, yeah. Polar camel. So why do they need ice? Well, Shouldn't they need to store heat? Maybe maybe they store uh, seal meat. <laughs> in their homes. Welcome to another episode of <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Anyways, in which we discuss the television show Deadwood. Tonight we're discussing uh, episode nine of season three, which is Amateur Night. And we're uh, also discussing polar camels. Polar camels. Yeah, we're discussing this type of beverage container. Yes. Uh, I'm Ben. I'm Jordan. I'm me. And in this episode, the Earps left town. Uh, Odell died off screen, and uh, Langrish hosted an amateur night in mm-hmm. which the citizens of Deadwood could contribute their special talents. And they did. And they did. Yeah. And they did. <laughs> Had them going like. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, the, I, I'll just front load my the the one thing that we've learned recently about this is that Odell, the actor who played Odell, uh, had a death scene written for him, and he refused to film it. Oh, which I understand, you know, like, you don't want to be like, I I could understand just like saying I'm a black character in majority white uh, cast and I just don't want to like stereotypically die very quickly. So that's why Odell just mysteriously is killed off screen. Mm -hmm. But it may, I mean, it's another situation where it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a detriment. What would have been the point? Well, yeah, it it feels like... uh, it would be unceremonious and and uh, and especially if it happens far away. Yeah, you know, why would you cut to it when it has the same impact? Mm-hmm. Yeah, being sort of ambiguous like that. It's uh, said it happened in Grand Rapids, or something. No, what no. did it say? Uh, I I don't know where he was on the road. Everyone dies on the road. He was found on the road. I don't think he got very far from Deadwood. Oh, okay. I thought they said something. Rapid yeah. City or Rapid something. City. Oh, was it? Okay. Well, maybe. Like I remember Rapids. Okay. <laughs> Rep- well, yeah. maybe he didn't die very, you know. Um, what always strikes me is Hearst, when he's talking to him in the last episode, it seems like he's not going to kill him. But then I think he sees Hearst cry, and I think that maybe is why Hearst killed him. That's what my guess is. Because, like, you mm. know, Hearst is talking about, like, I would have killed you, but I'm, and then he starts, I... he's talking about, I saved you because of the gold or the color. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I never made that connection as far as the, the crying, but um, but I, I have no real reason why he would. I mean, he's just a monster. He killed him. Right. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's, I, I can't really I mean, he never like, owns up to it. So maybe, well, maybe he did. Well, there's a minor victory in that like, uh, Aunt Lou kind of drops her facade and just is like, get the, <laughs> get, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. And, and like, she doesn't. Like she doesn't do anything other than just she she knows he killed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, this episode also had like uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, <laughs> Pinkertons. Pinkertons showing their strength. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, I was trying to psych Ben out for a second. Well, you can. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's a bunch of Pinkertons that. Uh, or causing mischief, various mischief around yeah, town. Yeah, stomping on a dude's feet to cut in line. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, God, it was like a violent stomp too. Yeah, it, like, it was. He gra- like grabbed him by the the arm and used it as leverage to stomp and like cave in his foot. Do you know what it reminded me of? Now that I think about it, it reminded me of uh, in Spaceballs when Barf's foot gets squashed <laughs> and it's like this statue. big, like yeah, a pancake. Yeah, it was like a pan- <laughs> That's what it felt like when he yeah. stepped on his foot. Like it stretched his foot out. Yeah, like Play-Doh or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That line is like a dangerous place. You don't need to be in line for that buffet. <laughs> no, yeah, everybody yeah. gets their fucking yeah, shit fucked up in their, that their, buffet their, their line. feet trampled everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> there were a bunch of callbacks in this episode. We saw the soap with a prize inside guy sure. in mm-hmm. the background of one scene. Just after we saw the a woman's breast in the like foreground, like the tit liquor could be seen exiting in the background. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, we actually saw Walcott get hung again. No. <laughs> <laughs> was that the same? We saw Mo's manual, which we haven't seen. We yeah, saw him last episode, but we haven't seen. Was that the same lady that uh, Stephen Tobolowsky? Did the she, that's uh, <laughs> was Paris that? Boof, who is Paris oh, Booth's daughter? Never mind. Tess, she was the one Different. who was sleeping with uh, with Morgan Earp, and he he felt slighted by the fact that she didn't she threw him out of his room. Yeah, they were being that. really sweet to the Earps. They were treating him really nice. And yeah, they, he's and, just and he uh, was just like yeah complaining. Well, and even his brother like took piss out of him a little bit about it. Yeah, it's like, oh, she wasn't nice to you your first time and all that stuff. The, poor baby. <laughs> on their on their way to the, does that happen this episode? On the way to the timber place, the guy, the, one of the Pinkertons makes fun of him. Yeah. And tells him to smear mm-hmm. shit on his, uh, his fucking whatever. His blisters Cow- his on blisters. his cowboy ass. Yeah. yeah. And he calls him Hiram, which is another a phrase that people have used a few times throughout the series. Just they, Apparently it's an insult to call the people Hiram. But... Um, like, I, I got that it was an insult, but I didn't really understand why. Yeah, I think it's anti-Semitic. I, I, that's my yeah, my guess. Sure. Going with the show, that's usually what it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when in doubt, just default yeah. to that. But yeah. it, like, it, it, there's a it leads to a moment of badassery. Yeah. Like Bullock uh, grabs his, that the head Pinkerton by his ear. Well, so the guy the guy uh, comes Earp back pulls his gun out of his holster. Yeah, the I guy, don't know if you look down when that happened. No, no, no. I saw it. it's like yeah, the, yeah. Guy, the guy comes back, tells him to smear shit on his blisters on his hands or whatever, and then that's when. Well, he fakes him out. He's like, he's like, I'm not even concerned with you anymore. And then he turns around and shoots him yeah. in the thigh. Yeah. Well, yeah, he like does it from behind. He does like a trick yeah. shot. And then, basically. you know, our 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 famous hero, uh, Wyatt Earp, comes out and pulls the gun out of his holster and lays Toss on the ground. Right. Yeah. yeah. No fingerprints back then. And then also, once again, Bullock sides with somebody for faking evidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which Charlie, I don't. Which I don't blame him. Charlie beats up a prisoner. <laughs> yes, he does punch him in the face. Yeah. For, for not talking. Sh- yeah, for not shutting the fuck up. So this Pinkerton, we've just seen him beat Merrick senseless very cruelly. Oh, it's yeah. True. What oh, did he pull out? Was it the head of his cane, or was it brass knuckles, or was uh, he just pistol whipping him? I thought he pulled out his gun and pistol whipped him. I, yeah. I, I couldn't quite tell if it was his cane or his gun, but yeah, it was something, something heavy, and it certainly, you felt it. You yeah. Felt for was, Mr. Merrick. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so it's kind of satisfying to see him grab by the ear and beaten by the cops. But again, these are things where yeah. perhaps there's a shift in American. <laughs> Cinematic culture where it's kind of weird to see cops plant evidence and it being heroic or, or you know, right? Uh, yeah. And Deadwood is kind of arguing for morally gray characters, so yeah, it, it's not trying to. It's not necessarily saying these are good things, but but even still, I wish uh, Charlie would have punched that guy some more. Yeah. Yeah. Come here again. <laughs> well, I like the actor who plays the head uh, Pinkerton. He's very. Yeah. Uh, he has a nice raspy voice. Then you want to you want to punch him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just looking at him. Um, let's see, we got, uh, what else happens? We got, uh... Oh, speaking of Hearst and Odell dying and 
Aunt Lou finding out about it and all that. Um, Richardson is working on his uh, smoking of the mm-hmm. ham, or I guess it is. Also, did we ever establish that Richardson can read? No. When he was first in ac- Extra... I don't remember. This op- episode opens with Richardson, everyone getting the papers. I, what was it, last episode? Where it may have been last. Where, I can't remember. Yeah, it was last episode where it opens with everyone getting the papers with Pasco's letter. Right. Which leads to Merrick's beating this episode. But um, when Richardson was still an Extra, apparently he's seen reading the newspaper. Okay. So, so before he was that. cast as Richardson, when he was just an Extra, he was reading the newspaper. Yeah. But does it seem wrong to you that he reads? No, I think that's interesting. I think it's funny. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think, I think it's that funny he's that just this this cur underling of EB, and everyone just assumes he's a moron because he doesn't talk much and he looks like a, a hillbilly. Yeah. But and he, he's, and he, he's and he excited prays, for the pe- paper. And he prays to antlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> and he can juggle. Antlers. We learned this episode that he can juggle. He can juggle. And, only and he when can farm- cure meat. <laughs> yep. And he can cure meat. Yeah. And then when he goes back to the smokehouse, that's when Aunt Lou finds out about Odell. And then we cut to into the smokehouse and he's holding Aunt Lou. He's yeah. consoling her. That's that's, that's one of my and they're favorite both moments. They're both they're crying. They're both. Yeah. That's the why it's it's a genuine consoling thing. Yeah. You know, like. He's tore up about it too. He's he's Richardson's, so empathetic. He's that yeah, Richardson is so empathetic, whereas that most he is of the other weeping characters are and not. probably has never even met her son. Exactly. He's well, he did meet, he did meet Odell. Oh, he did. Okay. Well, but like he doesn't. But know it's more who about her pain. Oh, yeah. That that is the interactions he had with him were like, you can't come in here, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. stuff like that that were like not good. Yeah, yeah. And he's you know weeping. Yeah. Openly mm-hmm. over this, they're both so holding each other and sobbing. I find it really heartbreaking that he's a good juggler, and that Farnham just says gets mad at him for juggling yeah. and ruins right. his act. And then the audience is like, starts booing when he starts dropping them. You know what's really funny too is well, they start booing Farnham. I think. Yeah, they boo Farnham. Um, yeah. uh, but when he yells at Richardson, it like the accent or whatever goes away. Richardson. And, yeah. it, and it just, I mean, because I guess it's hard to. Do an accent when you're just screaming. Yeah, but it was you strange. Mean William Sanderson is for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's from Memphis. I mean, he's from Memphis. He sounds like that all the time. I thought. No, but he's got like a. It suddenly sounded more modern. Okay. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like he he's he's putting on a, a sort of. It was okay. so authoritative yes. that it didn't sound as uh, indirect and bumbly as, yes, as his exactly. Tends to. It was suddenly clear, whereas yeah. EB is not clear when he talks he yeah. rambles and mm-hmm. ambulates ambulates he walks <laughs> um let's talk about a little bit more about amateur night and the uh, ambulators there's a there's also a, a woman who is singing a beautiful song that makes a drunk cry so he goes up on stage to he kiss her, to kiss her <laughs> then yeah. later at least twice in the audience we see that they're hanging out and drinking the yeah. same bottle. But, yeah like like that's a that's subverted my expectations yeah yeah the guy who says that he can cry on command. Yeah. And then the one... That one guy from the Horse Meat March who we've yes. seen yeah. go to the bank and go to the election he uh, was, speeches. He was the uh, the harbinger in uh, uh, Cabin in the Woods, that oh, Joss yeah. Whedon thing. Oh. oh, and also this episode was written by Zach Whedon, one yeah, of the yeah. writers credited well, I bet, as Zach I, wonder, I bet that's uh, the connection there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he likes the... It's like, hey, get that guy who wanted the guy to cry for his dad. And this is probably the most sympathetic that guy has ever been. Yeah. <laughs> he always cuz he just has such a harsh look to him. Yeah. Yeah, and he it's probably the last time we see him but he's like he asked that he asked the guy who's carrying a this guy with this huge face. Like, I don't know how to describe him. He has a large beard, but his face seems like yeah. drawn by Mad Magazine. It's gigantic. <laughs> he looks like a uh, Oh, well, never mind. 
he's carrying a sandwich board that says can cry on command and then he pays him to cry on command and then he starts crying yeah and uh he's like well <laughs> what do you know you didn't you didn't even know him you didn't even know <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know like, easy for you you didn't even know him yeah so it's like the reason he didn't cry is because he was a hard guy he's to a love. piece of shit yeah. <laughs> And like presiding all over this is Jacqueline Grish, who looks like Zorro. Yeah, yeah, he's yes. got a very Zorro cape. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have a feeling he's probably patterned after the the photo of Jacqueline Grish that you can find on the Wikipedia page, which is just, I think he's he's probably wearing a cape there as well. Mm-hmm. And um, he's in his element, and he's just he's yeah. excellent. Yeah. Um, uh, Al, I think wishes he was at the. Uh, uh, at the the. This is like one of many times where Al has to stay behind. But you can tell he wishes he was there. Mm-hmm. Kind like of the funeral in last season. Yeah. And uh, he sings a song, As I Walked Out One Morning, which is like this like British folk ballad about a guy who goes out and gets shot. And it became a country and western song, like Streets of Laredo and mm-hmm. uh, Don't Take Your Guns to Town. Which this is, is all very the same fitting song. considering, you know, Swearingen is like a British transplant. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, you know, Ian McShane. Yeah, 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 and you know it also is like a, it's also a really great uh, Lou Armstrong call, song, or he co- he covered it called uh, Saint James Infirmary, uh, but it, it's like all the different heads of state, Bullock and Swearingen and Tolliver, can't go and enjoy themselves at the theatrical thing. Like the- theater is right. a totally different thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, like no, they would somehow be betraying their office to show up there, and so the only person who actually leaves his little cloister is Tolliver to try to threaten Joni Stubbs again? Yeah, he gets he gets in a in a, a way, yep. in, a, in a mood. Yep. And and has to go harass Joni cuz he doesn't know what else to do. Yeah. And for once, Joni successfully rejects his ass. Yeah. And with the help of Mose Manuel and uh, Jane. Jane and Jane reverts like she did with Al Swearingen when she first met him to like a childlike mm-hmm. thing where she has to have her hand held by Mose Manuel. Yeah. She's, she refers to being really scared. Mm-hmm. And uh but then gets her hand held by Joni yeah. Yeah. at the end. I also like that Moe's, not knowing who he's about to encounter, runs yeah. around the corner and sees and the like, guy Whoa. who like put him in that <laughs> yeah. situation. You yeah. know, yeah. Like, last time I saw you, I got shuffle holes in your place. Yeah. But it all, doesn't matter. And all Moe's has is like a stick. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when, stick. I, when we were watching this, I love that both of you, one, one of you said, He's like a vampire. Like, yeah, because oh, yeah, he yeah. can't enter the building. Right. Yeah. He comes up and he's just like, he can't so come in here, si. Yeah. I suppose he I could if I wanted to. <laughs> but he still lingers right outside the yeah. door. <laughs> so could you invite me in? After so much time where <laughs> Tolliver <laughs> long red coat. But yeah, he is, he is almost dressed like a vampire too. Yeah. And Tolliver is like been so connected to Joni and so possessive of Joni mm-hmm. and she's gotten so far away from him. Like mm-hmm. she's got this schoolhouse and this garden and these people that she's like hanging out with and it's just, it's, it's neat that he can be defeated at all. Like yeah. the show is actually letting him be defeated, which mm-hmm. is good. Um, they do finally move the schoolhouse. Yes. Which was confusing for me, whereas they would talk about the theater building one, but instead right. they move it into an old building which has a tree growing in the center of it. Yeah, and which is great. Which is nice symbolically. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. And Joni is obsessed with telling Mrs. Bullock yeah. the she, history of the house. Imp- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a compulsion thing. But it's I like feel like the show should have foregrounded better why they were moving to this house and not building, building that waiting one. I guess this is, they're waiting for the other place to build, I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm not sure. But Joni is very pained, and she has this just this weird pain expression on her face, like mm-hmm. um, like a Ow. child, like a no. child. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate, yeah. Like a child with a headache. She's she's yeah. uh, she and Joni are are they they need the they need you know the the healing power of hand holding and. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie Utter. Charlie Utter got to say two lines. Yep. And yeah. as most uh, of his lines go, it says it starts with him saying Miss Dubs. Mm-hmm. And then he says something. And then and it ends and, with Miss Dubs. And then it ends with Miss Dubs. And then we move on to the next scene. And all it really is is something about how he likes her, mm-hmm. but he, they can't be together or something. I'm not really sure what's Wait, going on. Charlie? Yeah. Did he say something like that? And no, he didn't say anything. No, like no, he didn't, no, he doesn't. Like, he, no, he, no, no, no. I'm not saying he says that directly. Oh. I'm just like... Well, I wish I could be with her, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, it like, yeah, says no, that, yeah. but it's like, you know, it's like you want them... They're to... friends, and he thinks she's pretty. Right. I yeah. mean, we don't even get that. We just know that he really likes Miss Stubbs. He, he likes doesn't her. like it when he walk, she walks past him in yeah. the thoroughfare. Right. Without saying, hey. Yeah. Right. That's just right out. Because she singled him out. And I guess at, he... At a, you know, and, and he doesn't know anything yet about Jane and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like how would he All react that. to that? I don't know, like, because that's what. But I, I, he, is he as a I think he feels he feels like this is like this unrequited love thing. I bet mm. that he wants to work out at some point, and that he thought oh, I'm, there, just, I'm it's just gonna. A, yeah, I mean, it may not be an active. Yeah, ambition. Sure, on his part, but yeah. it's it's certainly a, a butterflies in the tummy. He, yeah, when he sees her, ooh. boyish thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we also found taking him, off his hat and, and yeah, fumbling exactly. with it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. We got uh, a little bit more Johnny Burns action this episode. Where yeah. Johnny, who I think in the last episode, oh, Mister Wu. Yeah. He Johnny last episode. I think we've seen him teaching Jen to read mm-hmm. uh, the, the prostitute. But this episode, he's uh, and he also threatened Morgan Earp uh, with not with ripping off Jen. And now he's like deciphering what Wu is saying. He's yeah. better at deciphering Wu's drawings than anybody in the room. Which gets him punched in the face. <laughs> punched in the face for it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he should have pulled Al aside and, and told him what the translation and, was so Al could look cool. And Dan kind of, you know, forewarns him Smirked of that. About it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, did he? I missed that. Well, does it? Well, he, well he's he just said, basically he, saying. Well, he says something about him getting killed, well, basically, for it, right? Or does he say get hurt? No, he says, he, say, he, he warns him, like, don't. Don't show off that. or something, basically. Right, yeah, yeah. And then and then he does, and then he gets punched in the face, and that's why he smirks. Right. There's like, like, fucking Custer told you. City? And Al just goes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Wu has been saying Custer, and, and uh, Johnny makes a jump dead. to Custer City. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a great thing where Wu just rattles off 150. Like, he's like, 150 men. Like, he doesn't say men, but he says 150. So Wu is picking up more English. And then Al is trying to like trying to communicate with him, so he says "bakwai lo," which is I think is a slang term for like a negative white, term white for person. a white person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like, the, Wu is getting better also with his drawings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like his drawings <laughs> right. really pretty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're pretty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um. Let's see what else happens. Uh, Anyways, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the herbs agree to leave town. Uh, yeah. Bullock is like you're gonna get killed. Yeah, stay. like yeah. If you stick around, your your no dipshit brother is gonna stir something up. Yeah, there's nothing for you here. You're yeah. you're clearly your your lumber lease was for a whole not, lot of nothing. Yeah, kindling. Just leave. Yeah, move on for yeah. your benefit. Right. Move on out of this plot. We don't need you here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we get a, a more of Steve and uh, General Fields. 
uh, yeah, it is becoming a weekend at Bernie's scenario almost. Yeah, in, in yeah. Turn. He, he brings him to the uh, to, to the uh, except without him being show. dead yet. It's like right. it's like wheels him up, leaves him there. It's like he's gonna drink here. He's like, what? You can only imagine, like, if he is still in there, like, what kind of, like, a screaming internal monologue is, is going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Steve also, I mean, not Steve, General Fields also goes to the bank and, like, has this, tries to tell, like, Alma his life story. Yeah, um, he's like, well, just because I'm cutting and running, like, shouldn't reflect poorly on... Hofstetler. Hofstetler's, yeah. Right. ...thing. And Mrs. Ellsworth's kind of like... I don't care. Yeah, we all got our problems, yeah. basically. You're holding I'm up ad- my I'm, I'm addicted to a bunch of shit. Yeah. And then, um, is this the same episode where Lynn Grish gets the loan? Yes, I think so. Against or, the money on. that he already has? Mm-hmm. And he's, he's every every encounter he has, he ends it with uh, asking if they have an unusual talent that they would like to showcase at yeah. the thing. Yeah. He does the same thing with Joni later. And it works with her. Like she seems like a little bit delighted by it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Even though he's he's so comfortable with being in people's personal space. Yeah. yeah. And being right in your face. He's a great promoter. Yeah. Every every person too. He also says like, oh, you got to come to the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every single character knows about it, but right, yeah, because of that. Yeah. And we also see Harry Manning handing out little promotional cards for mm-hmm. his run as mm-hmm. a sheriff. Yeah. Um, there's also. Uh, the return of Hugo Jari, Stephen Tolbowski, the man from yes. Yankton. Yankton's yeah. back. And he does this delightful thing where he purses his lips he and imitates does a bird impression. Hearst regurgitating food into his mouth. Or yeah. It's very. Like a baby bird. It's yeah. like it's, a squawking sound. It's very Stephen Tobolowski. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's letting I, him when, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like how the most powerful man in the camp, you would just walk up to him and just make bird. Faces. Yeah, it's yeah. very out of left field, that's, but that's that's how he. But that's is. him though. Like it's so baffling to me the people that seem to have plot armor <laughs> in this show. That I mean, that's... were we talking about that with Teague, where it was like there's how is there's he plot still armor alive? for like morons? Yeah, there are people who 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 would irritate, you know, like. Well, like yeah. Johnny, Johnny a lot of times is so fucking stupid that yeah, I mean, like he could have been killed for for early on letting Wu out yeah recently, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't his shift. Yep, you know, know, and and uh, but yeah, that Stephen Tobolowsky's character he uh, he he's so bold and brazen and 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 just like defiant in the way he deals with people. Yeah. That it should get him killed, but for some reason it doesn't. Well, he is a man from Yankton. He is the commissioner. I guess so. And he's also recently... That hasn't stopped him before. There's an interesting thing where he talks about, you know, in, uh, uh, Indian uh, reservations were notorious for the Bureau of... In the Indian agents always taking all the money. He mentions he's taken over 90% of the money given to him by the federal government to feed, clothe, and protect Indians yeah. and put it in his own pocket. And now he's in trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fucker. Yeah. But... Him and Silas are friends again. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a, <laughs> that's, that's a positive outcome. Right, yeah. Stealing like, all that money from Native Americans. I've been holding out hope <laughs> that they would mend, mend, uh, mend fences together. We also learn he's afraid of heights. He's yes. scared to walk out yeah. on the balcony with Hearst, but he has to get a signature from Hearst yeah. to, to, as receipt that he had and a conversation. Hearst, heavy foreshadowing. And, and Hearst is like, basically like, I'm not going to, are you crazy? I'm not going to sign this thing that's clearly illegal. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's like, no, no, this is just saying that you talked to me. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you just need proof that I did, that this. I came and did what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he, he, 
he is connected with the government that Hearst needs to be in control of and connected yeah. to. Right. So it makes sense that he would not kill him outright. Right. Um, I don't know. And I guess we sped Anyways. through the entire episode. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, do we want to uh, talk about uh, Swear Engine singing? Oh, yeah. You, you can. Well, we talked about the song, <laughs> and I liked it. It was good. He was singing to a deer head, another prominently featured dead animal on a wall. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Anyways. <laughs> Make peace, not love. We're in the end game now. Dog. <laughs> I know that this is a reference to a Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel and, uh, cinematic. I love also. Marvels. Also to Sean Connery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're being great now, dog. <laughs> oh, man.